Greetings, this is Justin Ledford, eight-figure contractor, host of the Real Construction Elders podcast, creator of Federal Construction University, author of Federal Construction Contract Simplified, as well as the host of the Adventure Retreats with Contractors. The following is a special episode teaching you how to grow your construction business with Layman Heinemann and Mady Kanjani, brought to you by Federal Construction Contract Simplified. For exact strategies on how you can make an extra few hundred thousand dollars this year using government contracts and grow your business faster than you ever thought possible, please visit federalconstructioncontractsimplified.com. Welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast. Today, we're interviewing some very special guests, Lanyon and Mehdi, the owner of JMK Contractors out of Miami. They specialize in commercial build-outs and residential remodels. They have a vertically integrated business that does investments, property management, brokerage. And if you're a contractor who's wearing multiple hats, struggling to try to figure out how to become an owner that thrives, you're going to want to listen in. So stay tuned. What's up, Mehdi and Lennon? How y'all doing today? Very good. Very good. Thank you for having us, Justin. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I've been trying to get you on the podcast for so, for so long. You're busy. I'm busy. But we're here now, brother. Loving the opportunity. Yeah. So let's, let's uh, before we get in the goods and start teaching our contractors processes, you know, uh, marketing, visionary integration, and different things like that. I want to ask you guys, what's y'all's story? What were y'all doing before? How'd y'all pair up? And, and what are y'all knocking down in 2023? What's the goals? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it first. Um, yeah, my story is uh, I, I come from uh, residential flips. So I was an investor in single family homes and in uh, flipping houses for a few years. And on that journey, it took me all over the, the Americas, was in the East Coast of the U.S., in Florida, in Texas, Nevada, California. Brazil, Uruguay, and South America, and that journey led me here to to South Florida with one last project. And uh, through that, I, I met Medi and decided that this was a good place to plant roots. Love that, love that. And how about yourself, Medi? Uh, so it's been a long journey, and my background is a little bit unconventional in the sense that I came from all the way from Africa uh, and then I landed in Montreal, Canada, and I've been in every major city in, in the U.S., eventually came to Miami. My career, so in terms of education, I, I, I have a bachelor's in engineering, a master's in engineering, and an MBA. So I started with the engineering uh, focus and then eventually went into business. I've had a corporate career for the, for over 10 years and eventually I decided to follow my, my heart and my passion, which is real estate and construction. I love that. So you basically paired up, you're knocking down more because y'all are working together as a team. Y'all, you have certain skill sets, Menti, and you have certain skill sets, Lenyon, and y'all are just teaming up and, and doing great things. So 2022, how was it? 2023, what's, what's the goal and what do y'all specialize in? Uh, 2022 was amazing. Um, the company grew, I think, somewhere around six to eight times in revenue from the beginning of the year, and 2023 is really looking much better. So our goal for 2023 is going to be to hit $10 million in sales for the construction company, and um, 
Yeah, we're, we're focused on residential remodels. We do a lot of condo remodels here in Miami Beach. We've really got that process down. And uh, we're picking up more and more commercial clients with big 10,000 plus square foot uh, commercial remodels. Love that. How are you going to uh, get to 10 million this year? Like, what are your marketing strategies? How are you bringing in this projected revenue? I, I can take that way. Essentially, we see pillars of activity to get there, uh, the marketing, then the sales and the, the production. So we're focusing on each one of these segments and trying to optimize them. We want to maximize the number of leads that come through the door. We're very picky with the customers that we work with. And I think that's something that's we've gotten better at. That early on, we're just opening the door to everyone. Whereas now, when a customer tries to work with us, we, we interview them just as much and make sure we have the right fit. So these needs come through the door and then we have a sales machine that's very well structured, a well-defined sales process where we take the leads and then we eventually convert them. I think we have had a very good success converting uh, leads in general. And I think uh, we bring in to the table a lot of professionalism and, and structure that uh, customers appreciate and they're even willing to pay a premium for that. And then eventually when you take a customer through the door, we need to execute. So uh, production is, is key. We, we've continuously tried to uh, streamline our, yeah, our uh, project management, project planning. We've, we're happy we, we where we are right now. I love this. This is good stuff. So regarding sales machine and sales process, how would you say yours is unique? Because it sounds like you do a good job interviewing your clients and making sure they're the right fit for your company. But what does that look like? And what does the sales process look like? Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, the sales process, we, we have um, several touch points with the, the customer, with the lead from the time they, they come through the door, whether it's the appointment setting and, and then working on the estimating and then uh, following up, making sure they've received it after we've sent them the estimates and then uh, making sure that they have all uh, the information you need to make a decision. We also uh, consider that uh, as an opportunity for us to educate them on what they're trying to achieve and try to kind of consult with them to make sure that they're equipped to make the best decisions for themselves. But it's we've defined the different touch points uh, throughout that process and uh, they're automated. Uh, we're leveraging at a platform called monday.com and uh, as we go through that process, we make sure that we were optimized in uh, these, uh, these interactions. I love that. So once you sell the job, these, these residential condo flips, I mean, the appreciation in Miami, I could see why somebody would want to, you know, spend 20, 30, 50, I don't know. What is y'all's average order for a, a, a residential remodel? 70 plus 70 to 150, somewhere in that range. Nice. And that's, and the reason is because there's a, it's an ROI for them. Like they're, they appreciate it. Then they can refinance and pull all money out and get another asset. So with that being said, once you close the deal, what does your production look like? As soon as the, as soon as the deal closed, uh, closes in our system, it triggers a bunch of actions to happen. So we start a documentation process and we start a coordination process. So the documentation process is everything that needs to happen you know, in, inside the company, the company and externally with the city, with our permit runner, with our architect and engineer, um, with the HOA of the building, 
whatever parties need to be involved, whether whatever documents need to be signed and submitted. It's all an automated process that happens within our Monday.com platform. And then, so that runs in parallel with our coordination process, which is uh, coordinating the subcontractors, materials and labor and equipment uh, and timelines that that's that we're going to need to know in order to execute the job. So we do this all while we're while we're running permits, while we're waiting for you know to get that approval back from the city. We're lining up all these variables so that the moment the the permit arrives, uh, we can get out you know into the into the unit and start executing. Yeah, and we document each step of the way. And uh, as you enter the information in, in Monday.com, you have timestamps, so we're able to look back and see how long it takes for us to execute each step and. Each step of the way also, we are making sure that there's an owner that is accountable for the execution. Love that. Now, regarding the structure of your business, you have always a visionary, an integrator, and then you have like a service manager, a production manager, operations manager, and a growth manager or marketing or recruiting. Could you walk us through that structure in your business? So contractors listening in who have not made it to your level can be like, okay, I need to do that right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me start with the the top, which I think is 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 what matters uh, the most in organization. You know, they they tell you the growth and maybe the sales we've been achieving is, or the barrier to getting to where you want to be is going to be your mindset. So it's very important to have the mindset for uh, whatever target you have, the ten million dollar or the hundred million dollar revenue uh, company. So I think. On that, in terms of where we want to be, we're very much aligned. Uh, we have very different personalities. Yeah, we look different. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. But, uh, and then, and, and which is, uh, I mean, it's an opportunity. We, we love the diversity and we love how we complement each other. And one thing we do, no one else into our organization without going through the personality test. Because we, Which personality tests are y'all having them go through? Well, this is a very good question. We use a software that we highly recommend. It's called Wise Hire. It's a subscription for hiring. And essentially what it does is uh, it allows you to post ads. But on top of that, it has templates for positions, which can be helpful. Be uh, local. We, I mean, we tether those templates and then Anyone who applies is invited to do the, the personality test, and then we should focus for a specific position on the person on on the applicants that have a personality that matches the position. What type of personality do you see is uh, that you look for? Do you target in on? It's on the position actually. So if you if you look at how Lanyon operates, how I operate, I'm a very high D, which means I'm very action oriented. And then it's my, although I can be very disoriented and make efforts and then pinpoint the details that need to be fixed, I'll delegate that. But and my personality test is the kind of person that jumps up. I like to use this example, yeah. uh, even though it makes me look bad, but I, I'm the kind of person who jumps off an airplane and then looks for the parachute. Okay. Yeah, same here, same here. And my friend here is extremely de de detail oriented and very structured. Yeah. He can be very cautious on making decisions. So there is some form of friction because we, we tend to want to operate different ways, but he's healthier for the organization. And that's why he's the integrator and more of the, the visionary. 
for a contractor listening in who's never heard that terminology, that terminology right there helped me blow my business up and enabled me to run a construction figure, an eight-figure construction company from Costa Rica because I learned the visionary integration integrator roles. Uh, with somebody who's never heard of that, what is visionary integrator? Like if, uh, Mehdi, if you could say what the visionary is and Lanny, if you could say what an integrator is. So way I see myself, I'm very good at uh, dreaming and, and identifying patterns and identifying partnership resources, opportunities for business development. So I have big ideas and I'll take interacting with, with different people and doing our day-to-day -day job. I have, I'm having conversations with people. And as I do that, somehow I, I process this data and I come up with these very unique ways to make things happen, but they're very high level. I mean, Same here. Yeah. yeah. How we think about stuff and actually doing it. And yeah. that gap is essentially from that point on, Lenin takes over and he, he makes things uh, happen. He makes it happen. Yeah. So Lenny, what's an integrator? What do you do? Yeah. So my role is to take, you know, try to handle all of these visionary ideas that Mehdi gives to me just on the, on the daily basis and, and sort of parse through them and pick out which ones are feasible based on the resources that we have available at the time. And then figuring out downstream, what's going to happen? How is this going to impact the business? How many people do I need to hire? How much am I going to have to pay? You know, it's, there's all of the details that, that are going to come down from some crazy idea. Like let's start a mold company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start that but just a quick and little addition to that. What I'm talking about is what happens naturally. What are your strengths? And, and, and this is my advice to your audience. Never try to build on your weaknesses. If there's an area that you're not good at, the worst thing you can do is spend your energy trying to build that weakness. You want to leverage whatever you're very good at. What I just described is what comes natural to me. What Lenny described is what comes natural to him. We both, and, and Lenny has absolutely amazing ideas, and both somehow can shift and, 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 and be detailed or do the execution or be a visionary. But these are, these boxes that we define is what comes, what, who, what's very aligned with who we are as a person. What you just said is crucial. You know, as a business owner, we have to focus on our strengths because if we do, we can 10 X our productivity, never focus on our weaknesses because it's like grinding and churning away. And it, it, you just, it's daunting. You don't want to do that. That's cool that you have that type of role and y'all both have these diff different roles. So I'm curious about, uh, your sales. Are you working? Do you have salesmen? Or do one of y'all handle the sales? We, we have a sales team, actually. We have someone who's, uh, you know, we have two people right now fully dedicated to the to the sales process. Actually, more of the account sort of third parties and other people that are helping us with this. But we essentially have one person who is managing the incoming leads. And uh, she's just looking through them, categorizing them, capturing all the relevant information we may need, qualifying the lead. You know, what we're looking for are people who are ready to start construction projects. You know, preferably someone who already has a set of uh, architectural plans that we can use to build our estimates from. So we have one person focused on that, and then we have a full-time 
uh, yeah, a salesperson who's who's out visiting clients, visiting job sites, and then you know putting together estimates and proposals. What's actually looking to? Oh, let's go, let's go. Well, I said, yeah. no, we're actually looking to add two sales guys, but just also to give you a little bit of the history, we did sales ourselves, like we're yeah, both, both sales guys, salespersons, but obviously we, as the company grows, we try to drive for on working on the business versus working in the business. Do you have any strategies of like marketing your current jobs, like sending out a salesman to talk to the 20 houses nearby or condos or whatever, or, or do you just, is it primarily inbound and referral? That's a very good question. So uh, we, we are seeing that referral grow over time, but somehow we've done a phenomenal job and uh, had been presence in the digital world. We rank first uh, when it comes to uh, contracting work and we get five to seven leads just through the web i know when i was in miami i saw your company if you if you lift up your shirt uh, to show me your logo i saw that company while i was chilling in miami and i was like damn these guys are doing it they're doing it and i was there for you know a couple of weeks and i saw I saw that often, so kudos to you on that. So back to the question: most of your business is inbound. You you don't you you haven't put a outbound process in your company yet. So uh, not yet, but I'm gonna tell you because I want to add as much value to your audience as possible. I'm uh, last night as as early as last night. I, I, I was in the office until ten because. We try to allocate these hours where we are 100% focused on, on getting our business to the next level. Essentially, what the process we've put in place, I think it's going to it can help a lot of people is we, we're, we're leveraging three software uh, and bringing them together, integrating them to do this outbound uh, sales calls. So the first one is uh, CoStar. We use CoStar to download. CoStar. CoStar. Yeah. What's what is CoStar? CoStar is a commercial real estate uh, database that essentially we're able to call on um, property managers or property owners and offer and offer our services. And this this is an outbound activity. So if I love that, that's good. That's value right there. Okay. And then from from that we we download a database that we upload to Module Dider. Module Dider is a software that allows you to make calls in a very streamlined and efficient way. And then uh, when Module Dider identifies the, uh, I mean, our, our salespeople identify the, uh, a potential lead, then that lead, it goes to a CRM system. We're using a follow-up boss. It's more of a, a CRM for uh, real estate, but it works for us. And we we're using it in other areas, but bringing these two products together uh, can give you a lot of leverage in terms of getting results for outbound sales. And the people we hire to do the calls, they're uh, remotes, uh, salespeople that speak very good English, uh, based in Colombia and other places, and they essentially have a quota of number of calls to make. And then they just give us these appointments, and then we go to the appointments, and we can tune up the different offering and give them scripts uh, based on what you're trying to do, the, the GC service that we want to sell. 
And as you can imagine, we use that same system to sell property management services and other things. That's so brilliant. So you're using CoStar. This is the goal. It, the vision is to implement CoStar to find owners and property manage, managers. From there, you put it in module dialer, which does like robo calls and identifies who it says, yes, I'm interested in that. And then from there, you have the third software. What was that again? We're using Follow Boss. Follow Boss, I know for the audience, but it, for us, it works because we use it in other areas. It's, it's a real estate CRM system. I, it's it's very effective in how it's worked. So uh, the people that are in Colombia are not gonna uh, they don't do uh, they identify the lead, but then we have someone locally who's doing the appointment setting. They may do the, the appointment setting as well, and then we have someone locally who meets uh, the customer uh, in person. I love that. So regarding your callers, your uh, outbound callers. Because I've explored this before, and there's other people who've done it, but this is the first time we've ever talked about it on the show. Outbound callers from Costa Rica or Philippines or Colombia, they speak great English, and they're a lot less per hour than, you know, somebody in America. And they can just, you know, they can hit a quota. Can you identify to us, like, what that process is? Like, what is your vision? How many calls they need to be making? Like, what this should be the result they should be achieving, etc.? I think the idea is not to stretch them too thin. You still want them to have quality conversations. So what you're aiming for is about 35 calls a day, 30 to 35 calls a day. They have a script. It's, I think whenever you hire someone virtually, the key requirement is to be crystal clear on the responsibilities. And I would go beyond that and talk about tasks. They need SOPs for what they're doing, and there should be zero variability in terms of what what they should do and, and not do. And if you if you're good at if you do define that very well, you can have an effective uh, virtual uh, person. But if if you leave room for uh, errors or that uh, your employees to do other things or to make decisions in terms of it's gonna be a little bit more challenging. Uh, you're gonna run into issues. So the bottom line is just define the tasks very, very very clearly. I love that. Now, regarding habits that have made y'all successful, what would you say they are? Ninety thousand people that get a lenient. That's like you you find good you find good people and put the right people in the chairs. Is that what you're saying? Proximity. Yeah. I think one thing we all we always you know we always keep in mind is we're very optimistic. I like to use the word we're irrationally optimistic about everything. We look at everything as a positive all the time. And this is a stressful industry that we have big problems that come up, but if you let that wear on you, it's just going to grind you down. You have to, you know, be excited to come to work. Every day. Let's go. You're so, you're so right, guys. You have to be positive in your heart. You have to fill your heart with light and love and gratitude because when you do the creator, the universe gives you more. And when you are like, uh, that customer or that pipe or this issue like when you when you close your fist and they're like white knuckles it doesn't help it, it actually contracts your ability to have to create results yeah i'll, I'll add something to that i completely agree 100 percent. and you need to to be tuned and, and vibrate this positive energy but just I, and i think i made that comment yesterday I, I had one of our team members come to us and ask for a 50 percent raise it can be challenging as a business owner to offer 50%, but 
I can tell you something that we do. If you have the right person, we'll make, we'll do everything for, because our business, and I can talk about values and culture, is, is, is not only about us being financially in good position, because the reality is after you earn a certain level of income, earning more is not going to make you happier. And so this person comes to us asking for a 50% increase, and it's a substantial, uh, I mean, expense. And I was telling Lenny, like, we made the effort, we stretched, but the reason why we're able to make this decision because we don't live in the present, we live in the future. And having that optimism and knowing that the business is going to be in a completely different place in the future and being so confident about it enables us to make decisions in the present that someone who's pessimistic will never make. And dude, I'm almost getting tears over here. You're like speaking like roomy wisdom, bro. <laughs> so let's talk about let's let's talk about uh, values and culture. Like, what are things that you do as a company to instill culture and make people feel recognized and make people feel like, man, I'm a part of something? Yes. So I, I for me, values and culture is is everything. It's even more important than strategies. Essentially, the personality. Uh, uh, of your business. My business coach, the way it defines, it defines it too is uh, how do you think, how do you act, and how do you interact. Essentially, it's that guideline that your employees are going to use when you're not around or when they need to make a decision on their own. And for us, it's it's everything. It's 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 what creates an environment where we enjoy working. And the, the core, so we have this picture, this drawing of, of and I can send it to you. You can at least, no, no, lazy. Yeah, we say that it's a company for the people, by the people. Meaning, if the company does well, I want everybody to be in a better place. And then we have our values. Values number one is empathy. We care. We care about everybody, whoever you are, whether you're a vendor, subcontractor, employee. We really generally care about our people. Teamwork is another big one. We we need. We saw got third environments. We need to care for it. I mean, to help each other and work together. Customer focus is another one. But I'd like to say that customer is not, you know how there is this old adage that says, oh, customer is king. For me, employee is king. And I'll make customer happy and I'll I'll serve them and I'll add tremendous value to them. I have one customer mistreating employee, that customer is God. That's how we think about our business. And then the last two are cost and improvement because I, I don't think we're, we're perfect and we make errors and we continue to improve on how, who we are. And the last one is passion because we're not robots. You know, you see OpenAI and you chat with it and you see this, this amazing stuff that AI can do today and it's pretty impressive. But no, whatever that is, we're still a human and, and, and we work with our heart. Those are five beautiful core values that uh, are for empathy, teamwork, customer focus, constant improvement, and passion. That's five. Yeah, that's five. Good for you guys. <laughs> now, are y'all have y'all looked into AI and what it how it could benefit you guys? Have y'all played around with it? If so, what what could you do with it? Man, there. What can you do with it? Honestly, there's so many things. Uh, we we were just. Uh, looking at it this morning because we're uh, we're we're always trying to optimize our our presence online and uh, rank higher in SEO. So one thing that we're doing is 
uh, thinking through topics that we can blog about. So we just went on OpenAI and said, hey, give me 50 topics that, that I can blog about for our property management business. And what do you know? Two minutes later, we've got 50 great topics. And then you can take it one step further and ask it to write a blog post on each one of those topics. And so now you have 50 new pages to your website with just some photos and links and editing and and bam, and, and all of a sudden you'll rank higher in SEO. Wow. You just like... <laughs> like blew my mind dude i really need to figure this out like next time y'all are playing on it screen record and send it to me because i need to do that from i own a storm restoration business we specialize in insurance claims after hail and hurricanes and i need to do what you guys just said yeah and thank you for that so are y'all do you have you got who's doing that is that you lanyon who's going to implement that and put that into your website or do you have somebody else uh, it'll be my assistant that'll do that. But yeah. Don't you just love having a team of people who can can get stuff done for you and they're happy because they're helping you and it's helping them and it's like a symbiotic relationship. Now, you know, everybody's rowing forward on y'all y'all's ship, this massive business you are building. And but then you see somebody dragging the the oar and you see it start to go off course. So what do you do? What do you do? How do you find those people and what do you do? Such a good question. Yeah. It's only questions. I know we, we say we like to hire slow and fire fast, you know? So as soon as we recognize that somebody's not, uh, you know, they're, they're not on the ship with us, they're not rowing in sync with the rest of the team. Um, you know, it's, it's time to immediately talk to them about it and try to course correct. And if that, if you don't see that happening quickly, it's remove that person. Yeah, it's still ideal to be completely honest with you because we we've learned it the hard way, and you know they they tell you like you better when you look back and never tell yourself, oh, I I shouldn't have I shouldn't have fired this person. So when when there is misalignment, it's it's important to take action sooner than later. Man, that's so relevant to what I'm dealing with right now. I I got I got some issues with one person and. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I'm, I keep hearing it. I heard Gary Vaynerchuk yesterday. He's like, one of the keys to my success is I hire people fast and I fire faster if they're if they're not, you know, the right person. Another key to my success is I promote and I recognize and I I give person I give them that next rank or that next title and it makes the right people like light up and produce even more. I right. Dustin, I'll add to that. Your number one job as the CEO of your company is to bring rock stars to the company. If we bring people that are smarter than us into the organization and we keep them happy, if you're surrounded with top talents and it's better to have three rock stars than to have 10 average people, your business is going to run on its own. And Things are going to happen, but you, your number one job is to hire freaking rock stars. I wish I had a button that goes, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you dropping bombs over here, baby. So you and I are both in the elusive, the elite go abundance mastermind for high net worth individuals who like to give back, who like to serve and who like to live an epic life. I want to ask you. Mendy, what has this group of individuals done for you? 
Oh, where do I start? First of all, it's they're amazing people. I I, I want to say that like it's it's I'm really impressed, and I don't know how that selection happens on its own. Uh, but the quality of people we have there is is unheard of. You know, I I went to one of the best business schools out there, and I can tell you that it's it's one thing, yes, to be a book smart, but it's another thing to be successful in life. But not only successful because you're making do it well, which is successful because you're a good spotter, you're, you give back to the community, all of these things. And these people are so well-rounded and they have such good intentions. And if you experience it yourself, you write on a message on Facebook or this Facebook group, and you're going to have 10 people answer instantly and want to jump on the call with you and, and help you out. And I, I do believe in the power of proximity. Like you really need to surround yourself with the right people. I, I think, for example, I see relationships like boxes. You have a limited number of boxes and you can fill those boxes with with a limited number of people. And and it's so important to have the right people in those boxes. And sometimes the same way we talked about employees, I think you can apply that to your personal life. But I'm, I feel very fortunate to have people around me that I look up to, you know, I, I joined the champions group and I know that I'm relatively a small fish compared to some other people. And I love to look up to, 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 to others and feel inspired to, to be such a bigger and better version of myself. Mm, passion. And I can tell you have it. I can tell you're a good dude just by listening in, you know, the champions group you have to have, I think it's a 10 figure or eight figure net worth and and you have to be doing things at a high level. So you guys, before we wrap this up, what would you say is the most, the best process in your company that you're most proud of? Uh, the sales process. Absolutely. I would say. Bringing yeast through the door has been a huge one. And I mean, we have more yeast than we can handle. Love that. Okay. And you... Finally, you are doing, JMK has uh, three different avenues. Y'all do investments, y'all do property management, and you also do brokerage. Could, could you break those down? Like what, what does each do? So property management, essentially people buy properties, owners, investors, we take over those properties and, and we run them for them on their behalf. Uh, we, we like to say that we take care of the, your property so you can take care of your bucket list. And then uh, on the brokerage, we have realtors that are uh, doing transactions, sales or rentals, and they also service the properties that we manage. And then on the investment, we focus on value add uh, multifamily properties primarily. So, but the, the, especially when it's local, we have all the resources available to turn things around fairly quick and effectively and, and create value. And then the, the GC slash maintenance uh, reasons that we've been talking about. If you were to give a contractor listening in one piece of advice for growing their business from both of you guys, what would it be? I, I, I talked about a lot of things. So I'm going to touch on two. I think the mindset is super important. Like you're, I want to tell them you're the biggest barrier to your business growing. So work on how you think about it and, 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 and try to remove the self-limiting beliefs. 
that that would be uh, that would be a, a key element yeah. of advice. I would never my, water, ne- never water right there. My advice would be similar. One thing, like when we talk about our vision to other contractors, I can almost like see see the fear building inside of them. Like, how could you possibly, you know, how can you structure yeah. your organization like this? You know, why? How could you not be so close to every single one of these details? And so you, what we notice in this field is that these are these are a lot of people who got really good at baking cakes and then decided to open up their own, you know, cake shop, right? They're, they're really not thinking about it from the lens of a business person. How do I operate this whole business? How do, you know, just because you're a contracting company, it doesn't mean you don't need a marketing department. It doesn't mean that you don't need technology to help you operate the business. So my advice is, you know, yeah, the same, the same advice. There's a lot of ways that you can grow this and there's a lot of people who can help you get there. So if it's really all about who, not how. Who, not how, one of the best books. Final question, one of the best books you've read that has helped you mentally, helped your business, what would you recommend to our audience? Oh, man. So many, I mean, I think there are the traditional ones that we're still investors in real estate, so we could mention that, uh, uh, yeah, reach that for that, or who, not how is huge, or the gap in the gain. One that I read recently that I would recommend uh, because I love how it can help shift with the mindset about business ownership is built to sell. And the beautiful thing about it is at the beginning, it describes the life of this business owner and he's scrambling. He's doing everything. He's involved. He did every client that comes his way. And he he's afraid about how making ends meet and, and, and payroll and he's trying to... He's, he, he, he tries to keep all his employees uh, happy and he's afraid to lose them because if he loses them, he can't meet his commitments. It's, you read it and you're like, oh, wow, that was me. And I mean, it's such a stressful position to be in, but eventually it's a story and he, he starts talking to this coach and the coach teaches him on how to make his business sell. It doesn't mean you want to sell the business. It just means you can create a business that is not dependent on you. And one thing that we like to say all the time is we don't want to have a people dependent business. We want to have a process dependent business. So that's what it works towards. Another bomb right there, baby. How about yourself, Landon? I think the one that shaped me the most was the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. This is my favorite business book. We, we read, Mehdi and I share a lot of the same books. We read them together and we talk about them and we try to implement a lot of the the tools, you know, from from those books into our business is one of our I think one of the key things we do together that I really enjoy. But that E Myth book is is so was so foundational in me understanding, you know, how to structure the business. I would recommend it. Love that. So contractors, if you're listening in, or investors, if you're listening in and you need a quality contractor that can get your stuff done, or if you want it do a teaming agreement and, and work with these guys. You can tell just listening to them. They're they're honest. They're in, they have integrity. They they put people first. If somebody wants to get a hold of your company, uh, Nnedi and 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 Lanyon, how can they get a hold of JMK Contractor out of Miami? They can they can find us at, at JM, I mean our website jmkcontractor.com, and then uh, we're present in social media. We monitor the messages that come in. And uh, what else? The phone number? The- yeah, the phone number. The best way is really just to go on jmkcontractor.com and just click request a quote or request an appointment. 
and you'll reach out to my sales team and and eventually you'll get you'll get to me and we'll we'll be able to see if we can do some work together. The business phone number is 305-890-4953. But we're all better. Yeah. I was just gonna say we want other people to to do well. So we're open. If you if you reach out to us, just specifically mention the Everdas on, on Justin's uh, podcast and we're more than happy to jump on the call and see how we can consult with you and, and, and help you resolve some of your issues as a GC. Mehdi and Lenyan with JMK Contractor out of Miami. Guys, thank you so much for being on the Real Construction Owners Podcast. I look forward to extending this your way and potentially doing business with you all in the future. Southeast. Thank you, Justin. I hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Federal Construction Contract Simplified, the book. If you found this episode helpful and inspiring, please consider subscribing to this channel and leave me a comment below and supporting my vision by getting your copy of my book, Federal Construction Simplified.com. I look forward to dropping more value in the near future and connecting with you soon.